Welcome back to Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and let's get started. All right, kicking off the episode, I'm going to have two listener-submitted stories, so I'll get started with those and go from there. All right, this one is called The Shadow Man. I was staying at a friend's house. Her parents were out of town. We had all fallen asleep in the living room, and I woke up in the middle of the night and just had a weird vibe. I had fallen asleep on the couch, and I was looking down the hall, and this tall shadow was standing in the middle of the hallway. I don't know why, but I told the figure hi, and he lifted his arm, and it looked like he was going to tip his hat or take his hat off. About this time, my twin friends woke up, too. They heard me say hello to him, and they started screaming, and just dis- and he just disappeared. I had heard that my friend's house was haunted, but this was the first time I actually saw the figure. Legend is, where the house was built was part of an underground railroad that slaves used to escape. Not sure if that's true or not, but I saw the figure again several months later, standing in, fr- in the front window where we- when we dropped my friend off. I said, there he is again, and my friend in the car told me to stop it because it freaked her out. All right, thank you for submitting that story. Sounds like a classic version of the hat man. All right, the next one is called Late Night Visitor. When I was about four or five years old, me and all my family uh, lived in a creepy old house that was falling apart everywhere you looked. The floors were made of scuffed up splintery wood and you had to wear shoes everywhere you walked or suffer getting a small piece stuck in your foot. There were gaps throughout the house where the wind could come howling through at a piercing sound or that made a high-pitched sound during storms and other windy days. The walls had cracks in them. The ceiling would leak during the rainy seasons. It became hot during summer and freezing cold during winter. The worst part of all was hearing the bats fly around in the attic at night. When you first walked in the house, there was a small entryway leading to either your left or your right. Directly to the right was all my brother's rooms. Or all my brother's room. And further back was mine and my sister's room. To the left of the entrance was the living room, which led into my parents' room, following the kitchen, and then the bathroom, and back door to the house. We all, or we almost always lived in the countryside, maybe 10 minutes outside of the main area in a small town nearby. It was always quiet, minus some vehicles that would pass on the main road, and neighbors living maybe less than 60 feet to the right of our house, another neighbor on our left who lived further away and down the hill from us. We had cows behind our property and fenced an area for them. There was a pathway that the owner of the home would let us walk down so we didn't have to mess with the cows nearby. Feeding them was allowed, however. One day we walked down the hill in the backyard as kids, our dad stopped and was staring at something on the ground. It was definitely a dead animal, but I remember my dad saying, that's too straight of a cut to be an animal. And the look on his face made me confused and afraid. I still to this day don't know if what I experienced had any connection to that particular instance. But looking bad, weird things happened more often than we would have thought when we were younger. Maybe maybe several months later, uh, the main incident happened. Uh, there was a thunderstorm 
I always hated them and usually hid underneath the covers because the flashes of light, scary sounds of thunder, and because we were poor and didn't have curtains in our room uh, on the windows, I could see all of this at night, along with a creepy, almost hand-shaped branch that swayed with the wind at night and cast a shadow on mine and my sister's bed. She hated sleeping near the window, so after several arguments, I was told by my parents that I had to instead. The stormy night was like all the rest, wind gusts blasting through the cracks of the house, bats and other birds moving around in the attic, lightning, thunder, and a tree branch casting its usual shadow on our beds at night. I remember I was almost asleep when I slightly opened my eyes to notice the tree branch shadow was slowly growing larger. I remember thinking that a branch had broken and it was about to fall, but what I had for a split second thought to be a tree branch quickly became much larger and had the shape of a large man. I froze for a moment, just staring at the window, staring at the shadow. When I finally mustered the courage to actually turn to my right and face the shadow, all I could see was a head with a hat on top. The shape of either glasses or sunglasses on the person's face and large dark trench coat. I instantly felt paralyzed and wanted to scream or cry, but I felt like I couldn't. I remember seeing lightning behind this figure, and that made it all the worse, because I couldn't see his face, but he could definitely see mine. As I laid there in shock, not knowing what to do, he finally turned in an extremely slow manner to his right and began making his way around the house. His steps were not that of a normal person. When he turned the corner, I was able to snack back to reality and realized he was going for our back door. I panicked, shook my sister to wake up, thinking he would have come back to hurt her, but she wouldn't wake up, so I ran through the hallway, then the living room, and finally to my parents' room, where I frantically yelled, Mom, Dad, wake up, wake up, he's going to kill us. My mom half woke up, but my dad bolted out of bed, asking what I was talking about. He put on some pants and had a rifle on. He got up, looked out the window, and said he didn't see anything. So when we started unlocking multiple locks we had on the door, when I actually started to tear up and begging him, saying, Dad, don't, he opened the door and looked left and right and said again he didn't see anything. But our dog started staring straight ahead at something, and the hair on his back stood upright. He took a stance as if he wanted to pounce on something, growled, and showed his teeth. My dad quickly closed the door and locked all the locks on it. He stayed up late with me because I began crying, saying I didn't want to sleep in my bedroom again. Years later, when I told my husband the story, he said, Oh, you might have seen the hat man. I asked him what the heck he was talking about, but then he began to read all the accounts of other around the world who said almost the exact same thing that I did about the individual whether human or not, I still don't know to this day. I can't logically explain it, and for me, that is very challenging because I like for things to make sense scientifically, and that was definitely not the case in this instance. All right. Thank you for sharing those stories. Always love listener-submitted stories. They trump anything I find on the Internet. <sighs> yeah, to me, my theory would be the hat man, but even if it was a peeping Tom late at night, that's still super creepy. Um, either way, 
And on the first story, definitely sounded like the Shadow Man or the Hat Man as well. All right. Um, let's take a short break and then get into some spooky stories. All right. All right. Our next story is going to be about a ghost tale uh, from Harding County, where I grew up in Kentucky. This comes from the book Haunted Houses and Family Ghosts of Kentucky, uh, written by William Linwood Montel. So, of course, I'm going to go in here and, like, flip to, like, Harding County and Bullitt County and Jefferson County, stuff like where I've lived and, you know, see, you know, stuff. So I'm going to flip to the back, see what's in Hardin County. This was probably the coolest story I found. Um, there are other ones that I'll read in other episodes, but this one for sure I liked. All right. This one is called Children's Ghost Tale. Once there was a great big old colonial style mansion that was located out in the country. It was made of stone and this family that had lived there all of them died or had moved away finally a family by the name of tucker moved in they had a little boy every day he would go to the kitchen and he would cry when he saw that the cellar door was open he screamed and cried until they shut it so every time they went into the kitchen they had to make sure the cellar door was closed so that danny wouldn't start screaming and crying see back in the day the cellar was located under the house right next to the kitchen well, soon the little boy was old enough to go to school, so they took him to see a psychiatrist. They told him that ever since the little boy was almost a baby, he was afraid to walk around by himself, and he was afraid the cellar door would be open. They had told him many, many times that they had put things in the cellar and that they never found anything wrong with it. So the psychiatrist said, let me talk to Danny alone. Well, he was talking to Danny alone, and he asked Danny what he thought was in the cellar. Danny said to him, I don't know, but I think it is something bad. He said, all right, Danny, that's what I wanted to ask you. So the doctor fellow called the boy's parents back in and told them to leave the boy in the cellar for at least an hour, with the light on and the cellar door open. They agreed to do that, and so a week or so went by before they did it. In the meantime, the doctor told another doctor about it, and the other doctor said to him, You better not do that, because it may destroy the child. It may kill him because of his fright. So the doctor rushed over, but they had already put Danny in the cellar. They didn't hear a thing out of the boy. They didn't know it, but the boy had been screaming and crying for, the little, for a little while. Then he stopped. When the doctor and the boy's parents got into the cellar, they found him on the floor. He had fallen from where he was sitting when the mother looked at him she started screaming the doctor looked at him and he also yelled out a little the father started to cry when they what they seen was danny lying there on the floor all chopped all chopped up and everything he was dead the cellar door was wide open they could see blood tracks of the cellar steps where something had walked well, the doctor said, I had no part in this. I didn't say you had to do it. The mother and father just kept on crying. 
The mother kept on hollering, Danny, Danny. The parents never went down into the cellar after that. Soon they sold the old house and moved away. But before they left, they closed the cellar up for good. They didn't want anyone to be hurt like Danny was. Now that's a scary tale, whether it was a ghost or not. The end. Oof, freaky. <laughs> um, so in a perfect world, you know, that would have just been him facing his fears. But apparently there was something either just that day or something, you know, evil in there. And that, again, could have been a real person or it could have just been a, you know, freak incident with a paranormal or something. I don't know. Who's to say? All right. That's all I will read out of that book today. And then let's take a short break and get right back into the stories. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back. We are going to hop into a really interesting case of isolated stairs uh, located in some of our national forests and their creepy stories behind them. All right. Let's see. It all started... I'm skipping around, of course. All right. I'm going to go to Mamania or mamamia.com and talk about this article. There are abandoned staircases all over national forests, and no one knows why. In national parks around the world, so the story goes, there are abandoned staircases. Deep in the woods, where no man appeared to have ever lived, you'll find them. Just a staircase, no other structure. Some of the staircases are brick, some in ruins, some perfectly sturdy, some cast iron spirals like kind you'd find in a lighthouse reaching up to nowhere. At least, that is what one group of Reddit users would have us believe. A thread about creepy happenings in national parks led to an unusual bit of folklore emerging. User after user said they'd heard of the staircases, or at least seen them too, sometimes as far as 60 kilometers into forests. At first, the stories came from all over America, New England, West Virginia, New Hampshire, Montana, Detroit. Then sightings of staircases came from as far desperate or disparate Places as Portugal, Brazil, Germany, Norway, and the Philippines. Sometimes a well-kept graveyard would be found nearby, too. The pers first person to tell the story of the stairs was Search and Rescue Woods, an American Reddit user who claimed to be a member of the Volunteer Search and Rescue, SAR, unit. 
He began, I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, but in mine, it is sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. On just about every case where we're really far into wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles at some point, at some point we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like you, if you took the staircase in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me to not worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very emphatically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignored them now when I, or I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. They went on to explain one SAR officer had seen the staircase that were flipped upside down. I guess it would be like if you had a dollhouse and the stairs were a separate piece. Now take that, flip it upside down so the top step is stuck in the dirt and put it out in the woods. Others quickly chimed in similar experiences. How about that? I didn't realize the stairs were that common. They explained, I came across a set in rural West Virginia. I don't think I was quite 40 miles deep, but it was at least 10 or better. I thought maybe a house had once stood there, but there was no cellar or other debris that would indicate a home was there before. Just a set of stairs with a base that went up maybe one flight, 16 or so steps, if I remember right, and sturdy. Couldn't barely shake them. I didn't climb up, though, worried it might break or fall over, and I was alone. One user saw some in Michigan. They write... An hour east of Ironwood, there is a clearing in the forest that has stairs. I was hiking and exploring with my cousins, and we stumbled on a clearing about half a football field long. Had a few staircases, but not against the trees, just standing in the open. They look like stairs from normal suburban home. Kind of old, though. The older cousin decided to investigate. He walked to the stairs to see how they were being held up. Couldn't find anything, which weirded him out. He made us leave. Grass didn't grow near the stairs either. One set of stairs was even found in the middle of a lake, with one comment claiming, I distinctly remember finding a set of stairs coming out of a lake with my family. My father, sister, and I had been on a boat trip. On a trip in a boat. We were riding fairly close to the shore, rounded a corner, and came up upon a set of stairs sticking three to four feet out of the water. Nothing else around at all. While most of the stories come from the United States, others from around the world claim to have encountered the weird stairs too. German Redditor TK622 is one of the few people to have snapped an image of the stairs they stumbled upon. They write, I saw some stairs in the woods a few years ago, didn't know what to think of them, and took a picture. They were covered in moss and had the railing on one side. While the stairs in the photo aren't as grandiose as those imagined in other people's tales, they're still very unnervingly out of place. Just metal stairs in the middle of the woods, surrounded by trees, leading nowhere. One user claims to have seen the stairs in Port Portugal, writing, About the stairs, I've seen the a few stairs leading up to nowhere in Portuguese forests and fields. They don't look creepy. Perhaps the only unsettling thing about them is that there are no visible signs that 
of the area ever having a building. Norwegian Redditor says they have come across the staircases too, and it scared them silly. I made an account just to post this comment. A few months back, while visiting Gramps in southern Norway, we went hiking. Nothing big, just a walk and a picnic in some woods. With us were my niece and nephew, who were both quite young. So I joined them in hide-and-seek while the proper grown-ups had coffee and whatnot. Me and my nephew were the first to hide, but we split up. I ran alone quite a ways into the thicket of the woods. I found a staircase, nothing remarkable, riddled with moss, and made from what looked like really old concrete with large pebbles of rocks in it. It didn't seem out of place at the time, but thinking back, I don't know. Anyway, I decided it was a fit for a hiding place, but only after only a few seconds of squatting behind it, I got up and stepped back. I couldn't shake the feeling that I really shouldn't be anywhere near it. I suddenly had this feeling of being severely unwelcome, and I should get as far away from it as possible. So I, to my family, didn't look back at it. Thinking about it now still gives me the same sort of, I don't know, twisted and wrong feeling. There are several theories about what the stairs may be. Perhaps they're simply the foundation the foundations of fleeting and lost settlements, particularly from America's 1800s gold rush. Sturdy staircases would have survived 200 years of weather, rot, erosion, whereas wooden structures wouldn't. Others have more sinister ideas. Perhaps they aren't stairs at all, but a pulpit for a preacher holding some kind of dark-sided clandestine gathering. Perhaps they're a gateway to another dimension or to hell. It's hard to know. A few have ever dared climb the staircases, with most who say they've encountered them reporting feeling unnerved, unwelcome, and even nauseous in the presence, leading them to flee. However, one brave Reddit user based in Detroit said they've climbed one such abandoned staircase and the results were unsurprisingly spooky. He said, I found the staircase while walking through the foliage so thick I didn't see it until it was almost underfoot. The stairs were made of loose cobble and moist earth like they were work of a masonry once, long ago. I climbed the stairs thoughtlessly, half expecting them to be there to be a landing to greet me at the top. There wasn't, though. Just another crumbly step and an unimpressive view. Something caught my eye as I craned my head. The bushes were packed tight, except the stumps of dead trees formed sunken wells around them and from one of the craters someone was looking at me i remember clearly their dark lean face their round eyes black no sooner that i had seen the face than it disappeared again only then did i have the foresight to take off down the steps and back through the bushes and bram brambles another user had a foreboding warning for those who come across the staircases writing Stairs in the woods are, th are a thing from where I come from, and we know that we shouldn't go near them and avoid them when we run into one. That's what I've been told by my family. Now, there are a few issues with the story, compelling as they are. First of all, they were posted on Reddit's No Sleep Forum, in which users tell fictional stories presented as fact. The suspension of disbelief 
is meant to elicit a good scare, and both the tale's readers and writers play along. But while the staircase story seems to begin as something that may be fictional, those who discuss their own experiences appeared to have dropped the facade of fiction and simply relayed weird experiences they had been finding upon finding the unusual structures in the woods. However, it's telling that almost no photos exist of the staircases, just stories of people having seen them. Some have insisted the tales are no more than a creepypasta, a bit of scary folklore that spreads around the internet and that is only vaguely based in fact. Either way, the tales are compelling. There is something inherently discomforting about abandoned buildings and ghost towns, doubly so when they're deep in the forest, miles from civilization. They're an echo of what once was and has passed without a trace. A faraway time when our ancestors endured hardships we can barely imagine, leaving behind scant evidence of having existed at all. Just some stairs in the woods and a faded gravestone. Ooh, creepy article. So yeah, as with anything, you kind of got to be your own judge on it. All right, let's take a short break and get back into it after this. All right, welcome back. Uh, going over to SignalHorizon.com, uh, most of this article we've already covered in the one that I just read. Uh, but at the very end of it, the author, Tracy Palmer, uh, asks, are th there any true stories? The Reddit story is a work of fiction, but that doesn't mean there aren't real accounts that are out there in the world. As far back as the 1940s, there have been stories of stairs that appeared and disappeared and moved all over Roswell, New Mexico. A doctor working in the area for the government reported stairs moving and leaving burn marks underneath. In the Philippines, a forest ranger was fired for being absent from the job. He climbed some stairs to avoid a dangerous dog and, th and thought he was only gone for a few minutes. In reality, it was days. There have even been claims of a derelict stairs used for the devil worship. Whether you believe the stairs are placed there by an entity from another place or time, or you think they are a fascinating artifact of a bygone era, no one can dispute they are intriguing. What may have started as a great campfire story turned into a free-flowing conversation from users claiming to have seen the stairs. Most claims are most claim to be scared silly. Very few images exist of the horrifying stairs, so there isn't much proof that they exist. I'm not willing to take any chances, though. Next time you're in the woods, watch your step. Just to be on the safe side, you don't climb any stairs or ladder rungs. You never know where they might take you or how long you may be gone. So that's interesting. Telling a story, that's the reason I included it, is the story about the missing time and also the stairs moving from place to place on their own, leaving burn marks underneath. That's cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I don't know, even if it's some person messing with us, it's still fascinating. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some staircase stories. All right, 
This comes from mybeautifuladventures.com. October 2020. Staircases in the woods. Check out these horrifying incidents. What kind of horrifying story have you heard? Do you think it's the most frightening? Wait till you encounter staircases in the woods. Staircases in the woods? What rubbish? Why will you be... Why, why would there be staircases in the woods, right? That's what anyone would think of reading it. But there are real incidents that happen to a lot of people. There are stories explaining the incident and of finding a staircase in the forest. People have shared their scary and mysterious experiences of coming before random staircases amid forests at night. These stories don't belong to a particular forest, but have happened all over the world. These staircases lead to nowhere, and they just appear suddenly and vanish away. Mostly, they are made of wood, and when you go to that place in the morning, the place would be empty. Some stairs are old, so we can believe they are built in the olden days as part of a town, village, castle, or something but are found alone with no other evidence of any surrounding bricks or walls. Also, some stairs have having a modern construction, so it seems very weird that who has built such a modern staircase in the woods and that it would be leading to nowhere. We've just listed some incidents that have happened with people that were traveling through the woods for one reason or another. Let's check them out. Before we get into those stories, you know what my theory is. It's going to be the Fae. <laughs> All right. The incident of 1940s. This incident was reported by a person who used to work for the CDC as an infectious disease specialist. The CDC team was working in the forest for some investigations for six months, and they came across weird staircases. In fact, not only one person, but many of the team members witnessed this incident at night. They found the place of the staircases to be moving. It was not fixed in place where staircases would be seen. Mostly the place where the staircase was seen was a dark black spot that would appear burnt. They say that they even tried to take a sample of the staircase, but the wood was way harder that then they could cut through. Okay. Uh, the story of Sweden. One similar incident from Sweden, but much more engaging and taking us closer to something scary. It happened with two students who had gone hiking in the woods. Both of the students, Axel and Isaac, were traveling in the forest, and suddenly they came across mysterious staircases. One will definitely fear seeing such mysterious staircases in the middle of a forest without any purpose. Axel was clear that they shouldn't do anything about the stairs and move away from it, but Isaac was willing to climb the stairs and see where it leads to, and they eventually climbed. Everything was fine until they reached the top. They screamed like hell when they reached the top, and they just fleed the scene. They ran hurriedly just to leave the stairs far behind, and then they stopped after some time to take a breath. When they stopped to take a breath, someone put a hand on Axel's shoulder. Axel thought it would be Isaac's hand, but when he turned back to see whose hand it was, there was no clue. Isaac was far behind him. Scary, frightening, and mysterious experience from, 
for these two students that had given them strong goosebumps. Alex had mentioned the touch was cold. Can't think of what kind of blood-curdling experiences it would have been for him. All right. So just taking a minute to digest that story. So they both screamed and ran. I wonder what made them scream. That would have been helpful. But then when they stopped to take a breath and somebody put a hand on Alex, he looked back and it wasn't Isaac and it wasn't anybody, but Isaac was far behind him. So that's pretty, pretty spooky. Yeah. Definitely in the spooky genre. All right, the hand-cutting incident. This is one other story. The place is not confirmed where it ha has happened, but it is mysterious as well as injurious. It belongs to a forest where the senior park ranger was training a junior, and he told him about his own mystifying experience in the forest. The senior ranger and one other person came across a lone staircase in the woods. They found it weird, so out of curiosity, they started climbing it, and when they reached the top, the other person held out his hand to touch the branch of a nearby tree, and his hand got cut off. Badly horrifying experience for both of them. The hand was not found after that. It got lost. Uh, we can't believe this story. A very normal one if it's true all right um yeah so that one would be if it's true would be a case where i think it's another dimension or the fey or something like that like they were messing with something they shouldn't be messing with and climbed to the top, reached into something they shouldn't have reached into, and that's where his hand went. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I believe that one, but still kind of interesting nonetheless. All right, Mount Phnom Kulin. The Phnom Kulin Mountain in Cambodia, sorry if I'm destroying that name of that mountain, has a 2,000-foot-long abandoned staircase. It is expected to be very old, and there is no concrete reason why it was built. It might be possible that it, was, that it might be leading to some destination in the olden days, but then it got abandoned. Whatever reason may be, these stairs are a mystery even today. This one is a true skin pyramid of Bomarzo. This place in Italy is a stone structure having numerous stairs leading to a small platform at the top. It is an ancient structure about which rumors are going on that people lived here used to perform sky-based divinations. All right, that's the end of that article. All right, Eight Creepy Staircases in the Middle of Nowhere by Emma Tombenfeld. This is from rd.com. Where to? 
It isn't unusual to stumble upon some unfinished construction, especially in a more secluded area, but it doesn't make the findings any less creepy. Over the years, there have been many stories shared about mysterious discoveries in the middle of nowhere. The most recent phenomenon being staircases, seemingly without destination. These stairs look as if they have been cut and pasted into their surroundings, sending chills up the spines of those who find them. Brace yourself for some bone-chilling images. Check out some more of the strangest unsolved mysteries of all time. All right, over the water. Some people who have come across unfinished staircases believe that there is something paranormal about them, in addition to just being incomplete architecture. These people say that the steps are so out of place they feel disturbed just looking at them. Within the trees. Many people believe that these staircases are fictional, paired with tales made up by storytellers with behind the screens, but photos say otherwise. There could have been many explanations for them, such as remains of forgotten buildings, but there could be more to the story than what we deem possible. With a view. There isn't one completely isolated, or this one isn't completely isolated, as it was found within a structure, but the climbing these stairs would definitely be terrifying for those afraid of heights. In Stan Weldon, Germany, these steps look like they came straight out of a fairy tale where Snow White sings to birds and Hansel and Gretel drop breadcrumbs to find their way home. Maybe these stories aren't as fictional as we believe, but who knows what could be hiding in those trees. In France, this wraparound staircase looks as if it belonged to some major mansion or castle. Definitely not a hugging, hugging a large tree. There's something eerie about such an intricate, outwardly beautiful design without any sort of purpose. Someone clearly put a lot of time and effort into these unclaimed staircases that doesn't go anywhere. And it just shows a really ornate staircase going up into a tree. Right. And that's all from that article. All right, and our last one on the isolated staircases. This is called Isolated Stairs in the Woods and Their Creepy Stories by Les Hewitt. And this is from historicmysteries.com. Many staircases have stories behind them. The Spanish Steps in Rome, the Loreto Staircase in Santa Fe, the Steps that Lead to Nowhere in Winchester Mansion, are just a few. While the iconic structures may be legendary, another category of strange staircases has also created recent buzz across the internet. Numerous people have been coming forward with reports of isolated stairs in the woods and national parks. This phenomenon has also brought out some of the creepiest stories and otherworldly experiences when someone climbed a mysterious staircase that was sitting alone in the forest. Some of these weird stairs stand miles from the closest settlement without any logical reason for them to be there. They can differ wildly in style, age, condition, and design. 
Often there's no clue as to why they're there, and their isolation only deepens the mystery with some of the structures, as is someone built the steps and simply left. Mysterious Stairs in the Woods of the World Surely some of these staircases in the middle of nowhere may be part of a town or building that had long since crumbled to the ground. However, some of them seem new, almost like someone put them there yesterday. The first stories, the first few stories that surfaced on Reddit opened the floodgates for more and more people to come forward with their own accounts of random stairs in woods and parks. What seemed to have begun as a creepypasta phenomenon began a string of stories recounted by both rangers and the public, mostly in the eastern U.S. However, the stories poured in from other nations, including Portugal, Norway, the Philippines. As it turns out, mysterious staircases in the forest are not uncommon, and many of them have been around for centuries or millennia. Right... We already mentioned the first two in this article. All right, here's one. Madame Sherry Stairs. In Chesterfield, New Hampshire, a set of stairs in the woods has earned a legendary reputation. Although not a true mystery, the staircases rouses curiosity. Well, there is a story behind it. During the 1920s, a Parisian music hall singer, Madame Antoinette Sherry, built her castle in quotes, in the woods of Chesterfield to serve as a summer retreat. Although it didn't boast dimensions of a true castle, it was a rustic French chateau with stunning stone staircases, or a stunning stone staircase, complete the with Roman arches that led to the second floor. Madame Cherie held lavish parties, and rumors have it scandalous things went on there. She may have even supplemented her income by operating as a real madame in business with many beautiful ladies. However, when the madame fell into poverty, she abandoned her chateau. In 1962, the castle burned down, and today only the stairs and part of the foundation remain. Urban Legend of the Stairs in the Woods Let's see. This is more into the story that we talked about with missing time. One of the earliest of all reports originated from the Philippines. Torquic is an experienced ranger and is often tasked with searching for missing people in the local jungles. This is something that occurs on a regular basis because jungles and forests in the area tend to be dense and difficult to navigate safely. It was during one of these routine, routine patrols that Torquic claimed that he found two staircases that led into the forest. Out of curiosity and to get a higher vantage point of the forest ahead of him, Torquic decided to climb the stairs. The first staircase was stone structure with decorative carvings on it. The second staircase looked more like something someone had put together with natural stones in the immediate area. Torquic did not see any sign of the missing backpackers, but he did see a stray dog that appeared vicious. He hastened forward further up the stairs to avoid the dog. Unsuccessfully, he finally returned to civilization. Torquic was met with the news that both unfortunate and baffling all at the same time. When he arrived at the ranger station, he learned he had been fired from his job. 
From his perspective, he was out for a number of hours, but truth be told, as told to him, was astonishing. Torkic had been out on patrol for five years. Okay. That's different than the article that we read earlier. All right. Ghostly Staircase in Sweden. I already read that one about Isaac and Axel. All those stories above are presumably intriguing legends. Many people really have seen random stairs in the forest. While we might expect these stairs to lead to shrines or temples or service steps to a steep part of a hiking trail, the steps that lead to nowhere are the strangest of all. The ranger search and rescue woods who shared his story on Reddit that has to say, I asked about it the first time I saw some mysterious stairs in the woods and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to check them out and was told very emphatically that I should never go anywhere near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. All right, and that's the end of that article. All right, let's take a short break and get right back into the stories. All right, welcome back. So let's talk about it. What do you think these missing stairs are? Let me know on the Facebook page, Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. Um, yeah, so my theory is... The fairies or the fae, you know, or UFOs maybe cause some missing time. Um, I looked up on Google just because sometimes Google has a way of putting it in a nice, concise way. But I said, What causes missing time? And it says, This can be by form of a trauma or by disease or genetics. Examples of trauma include a car accident, stroke, epilepsy, and head trauma. These traumas are especially detrimental to children and elderly due to decreased brain matter, increasing the risk that trauma may damage the cerebellum. All right. Now, I know that there are ways to lose time with, like, medical stuff like PTSD, disassociating, uh fugue states, stuff like that. But what's really interesting, and I wanted to touch on missing time from like a spooky perspective, um, like the one where we're talking about that guy going out and being gone for five years or for being gone more time than he thought. It was just a couple of hours and then he comes back and it's been years or days or whatever the truth on that one was. <sighs> um, like, how do you account for that missing time? Maybe head trauma? Maybe, I don't know. What causes amnesia, really? But I digress. Uh, let's get into some uh, people who lost some time. See, see if they are spooky to you guys as well. All right. People who have experienced missing time with no memory explained what happened. 
Was it deja vu? Am I awake? How much did I drink? All good questions. All valid questions. When we have lapses in time every so often, it can be daunting. It's like having little mini amnesia strokes. At first, we wonder if we've even lost time, and we try to puzzle it together. How much time is gone? What happened right before? On soap operas, the amnesia thing is intriguing. In real life, it's not so much. Usually, I'm... Let's see. This first story is really small. It says, usually I'm un-undermedicated with ADHD and hyper-focused. Hyper-focusing. I look at a clock and it's 9 a.m. Seconds later, my paper is done and it's 10 p.m. I'm thirsty, hungry, tired, and have to use the bathroom, all at emergency levels. The next one, Skyrim. Accidentally played Skyrim for 13 hours straight once without realizing. I don't even think I took breaks. Just suddenly the sun was coming up and I was like, oh crap. Oh Berlin. I got drugged and robbed on an international trip. Dude in a bar started chatting me up. I got up to go to the bathroom, left my drink unattended. Next thing I know, about an hour later, I'm disoriented standing outside the bar and my stuff is gone. All in all, still a fun trip. Never changed Berlin. Wow. <laughs> the usual, I'm epileptic, epilept, epileptic, so this can happen to me quite often. I only have one episode, I, but it was a doozy. I was sitting on the couch with my mom and dog around 6.30 p.m. I woke up in the hospital about 1 a.m. to my mom saying, you had a seizure. I called an ambulance. Then you were sitting in the hospital bed, and they didn't put the bars up. You had another seizure and fell right on your head. They're taking you for an MRI. And that's how I lost all my memory of the year 2015. It was really strange to be told I had a boyfriend I did not know about and a new job. I didn't keep the boyfriend, but I kept the job. I was exhausted after being rotated, opening and closing every other day for two weeks. I got to my car after a particularly long day, started it up, and waited for it to warm up. Next thing I was aware was sitting in my parents' driveway. I was about 20 at the time and had just broken up with a f person and moved back. And she was sitting in the driveway with the car off, but I was still buckled in. My job was 12 miles straight shot on the freeway from home. I have no idea how I drove myself home safely. I have zero memory of it. Early 2000s, I used a rural paper route six days a week, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. I never saw other humans or even animals often. My route almost never changed. No new customers, no new areas added. The monotony made all the days blur together. One night, 1 a.m., I drove out of the depot where I pick up the papers, blinked, and it was 4.30 a.m., and I was on the road to my house with no papers in my car. I remember very clearly the radio skipping from an advertisement in the middle section of an unwritten law song. My car lights were off, too. The thing that snapped me out of it was that my rural street to my house had no street lights. Most of the route had street lights on the road. I was driving in total darkness. I was confused and even called in the next day to make sure my papers got delivered, and they did. I think the level of boringness just made me go into a mindless trance. It's crazy how our 
bodies can go on autopilot. Xanax. I was prescribed a great deal of Xanax daily due to extremely traumatic event. I have very little recollection of those two years. Mainly ADHD, sometimes I get to work, forget to take my medicine, and realize literally hours have gone by, and I have no idea what happened in that time. Right. This one says, I didn't miss hours, but I did miss minutes. I was driving home from work in the middle of the way. All of a sudden was conscious and felt like time had passed. I looked around. It was a completely different area. Not oops, I zoned out and drove straight and missed my turn, but I had been driving 20 minutes and was on a different side of town. In order to be gotten there, I had to drive straight for a while, turned right, turned right, and got on a highway, stayed on it until it ended, which it ended in one of those round, practically circle exits. Exited, got three lanes over, left turn, then drove straight for a while, left turn, drove straight for a while, and woke up there. I panicked, pulled over, and called my dad. He said I probably just zoned out, which was fine. I found out a year later that it was probably a type of seizure. Haven't had a seizure in about a year. All right, so just it's just random uh, stories of people having missing time. Let's see if... Let's see. Let's get into the spooky, some of the spooky theories on missing time. Is the missing time phenomenon responsible for several alien abductions? Hundreds of people claim they have had a bizarre experience called missing time. You are not about, or you are about to meet one of them, a member of the Air Force who disappeared for an entire hour. Under hypnosis, he described his abduction, believe it or not, by aliens. At 8.45 p.m. on October 1966, a bus pulled up to the front of Dutra's Market in the small Cape Cod village of North Truro. Only one man got off the bus, 19-year-old airman, first-class Robert Matthews. He was reporting for his first tour of duty at a nearby Air Force base and decided that the area was deserted. I got off where the bus driver told me and where I was supposed to get off. He told me to phone the base and they would send a truck down to pick me up. I told him I was in front of Dutcher's Market and he told me to stay there and they would, there would be a truck there to pick me up in a minute. While I was standing there, I saw these lights, you know, moving from right to left across the sky. That's when I felt this fear. Matthews called the base again and informed them that something strange was happening. When I called the base again, they asked me where I'd been. And he told me he said he sent a truck down there already. And I said, well, I've been standing here waiting and no one's been there. The Air Force told Bob Matthews that a driver had arrived to pick him up at 8.50, just five minutes after his first phone call. The driver claimed that Matthews was nowhere in sight. Almost an hour later at 9.45, the base had received a second call from Matthews. Yet in Bob Matthews' mind, those two phone calls had been less than four minutes apart. According to, Bob, to Bud Hopkins, an author of several books on the phenomenon, the missing time Bob Matthews experienced is a mini-period of amnesia. It's not perceived as a break in which something happens and then resumption. 
It is remembered as a continuous and then half-hour trip. Turns out to be a two-hour trip or whatever. This is sometimes experienced in conjunction with UFO sightings and something with light, but not always. In 1964, Hopkins experienced a UFO sighting himself. He has since delved into the field and become an expert on the subject of missing time and alien abduction. I began getting phone calls from people and letters, and many of their sighting and reports had pieces of missing time in them. They could not account for what, why some, something that should have taken 15 minutes took two hours and a half. A drive in a car which involves involved in a sighting of a UFO. And we began looking into those cases and discovered one after another of these alien abductions. Bob Matthews was one of these people who contacted Bud Hopkins. I was on vacation looking for something to read, and on the shelf there was in front of me, I saw this book with this creature on it, you know? I'd read the book, or I read the book, and I thought someone had stepped into my head and taken my innermost fears, put them in a book. It brought tears to my eyes, you know? I couldn't believe this was happening to someone else. After weeks of intensive interviews, Bud Hopkins put Bob Matthews under hypnosis to explore the details of what happened to him outside of Dutra's market. According to Bud, hypnosis is a very useful tool in retrieving lost memories. So I connected myself with a psychiatrist and a couple of psychologists who were doing the hypnosis. And we began looking into a number of cases. Bob Matthews' case is a very good missing time case because the fact that there is an indirect witness to his having miss time missing. Bob's recollections were so vivid that he was able to return to Cape Cod and reconstruct what he believed took place outside of Dutra's market. Under hypnosis, I observed the sky, three lights moving in this direction. They hovered over here, and the red dot came at me so fast, I walked up to the ramp and I looked inside. I saw four beings sitting and the place reminding me of a doctor's office. There's no question that Bob Matthews' story of alien abduction stretches the imagination. The idea seems unbelievable, even to those who claim to have happened to them. But some of their stories even one t go even one step further than Bob's. They say that there have been victims of experiments, and they claim to have physical evidence to prove it. Bud Hopkins has a... Organize support groups for these people so that they can compare their disturbing experiences of missing time and alien abduction. Christina Florence, a New York choreographer, believes she had multiple experiences of missing time and alien abduction. In 1974, Christina was 17 years old when she, her mother, and her older sister crossed the Mojave Desert in their way to San Francisco. According to Christina, their car overheated near Barstow, California, and they took their first exit off the highway. Somewhere along the line, we got to this park. My sister got out of the car, and I heard her run around to the back, and all of a sudden she said, Oh my God, come out here quick. And the next thing I remember consciously was that we were lying on this blanket in the middle of the park as if we had taken a little nap, just lying there. Our mom was still not around, and we woke up and we were like, whoa, what happened? And then the next thing I remember, the three of us were just driving like hell. 
we never talked about it until my sister just called me up one day and we sort of began to talk about it further and realized we'd both had this very bizarre memory of this missing time thing. And she knew about Bud and she suggested I get in touch with Bud. Christina took her sister's advice and contacted Bud Hopkins. She agreed to go under hypnosis, hoping she could recall some details about what happened that afternoon in Barstow. Under hypnosis, I started having this picture that my sister's getting out of the car, and then I get out of the car, and I look up, and there's something above the car. And I was so scared, I didn't know what it was. I was trying to start the car, and it wouldn't start. The next memory I had under hypnosis was that I was on a table, and there were some people around. There was the screen. It was about as wide as a large television screen, but it was paper thin, and it was just moving around the table, and it wasn't attached to anything. And I could see three-dimensional shapes of my skull, my whole body. It was just taking pictures. It was just this huge spherical room covered with dials, and there wasn't space around it. It was just dials. And I felt like they put things like rubber pants on me and something with things attached, and they left the room. I lay there, and I was asking for my sister, and somebody was telling me she was okay. She's all right. That's the last thing I remember. And then we were back on the grass. If Christina's abduction actually happened, then the question is, why? Bob Matthews may have the answer. Ultimately, the focus becomes reproductive, and the interest seems to have to do with taking sperm and ova samples. The whole central focus of the physical part, it seems to deal with the area of ongoing genetic experiment. And these abductees are involuntary victims or specimen in this ongoing genetic experiment. The idea of abduction by aliens may seem outrageous, yet those of it who have experienced missing time episodes believe that that is exactly what has happened to them. Of course, there is no proof either way. Perhaps someday science will discover a reason for missing time. Until then, the rest of us should just be glad that our minutes have been accounted for. And that comes from unsolved.com. Ooh, creepy. Creepy, creepy. <sighs> All right, welcome back. We are going to a blog, Internet Club or it's onlineclock.net slash missing time experiences. All right. Looking around, it looks pretty interesting. All right. Readers seeing the phrase missing time for the first time may search for it, only to find millions of discussions of the paranormal of or UFOs. Some will check it out, finding it fascinating. Others will shake their heads, thinking these people are missing their minds. But there is something here, something having to do with the nature of time, how it, the brain perceives it. Let's begin. The definition of missing time. Missing time is a gap in the conscious memory identified by a certain time period. This gap can span for a few minutes to a few hours to a few days in length. Memories of instances occurring during that time period often have to be retrieved by hypnosis or through dreams. An individual experiencing missing time will be performing everyday tasks or traveling somewhere. 
He'll glance at the time. At some point, this person will awaken, check the clock, and notice some minutes or hours have passed during which he has no memory or awareness. Organized religion has no specific definition of missing time. It tends to be tends to define such phenomena as visions. Psychology this has little to say, has just as little to say, but it does consider missing time experiencers ha as having otherwise perfectly healthy minds and not usually suffering from various mental diseases. Ultimately, it is a field of science that needs to study the phenomena in depth before coming to a conclusion. Instances of missing time. Not every story of missing time has to do with the paranormal or UFOs. Here are a few possible missing time case scenarios. A child walking home from school notices an odd silence around him, despite the traffic and everyday motion of the city streets. The street he turns onto when he gets home gets, seems to get further away the closer he gets to it. Suddenly, he wakes to find himself across town with his mother's car parked close to him, the door open and his mother beckoning him to get in the car. His mother told him she was suddenly heard a voice in her head to tell her to get the child he needs you. And there's no explanation for how the boy got to the other side of town. But approximately an hour had elapsed since he noticed the eerie quietness in the sh city streets. Another example is two girls leave college on a weekend to visit the girl's boyfriend in another state. They visit on and on the return trip, one of the girls dozes off. The other girls finds it impossible to awaken her to help her drive so she can rest. The remaining girl drives all the way back to college with her friend asleep beside her. When she awakens in the parking lot at school, she has made the long trip in a few short hours. Her friend wakes up, very shaken, agrees that it's impossible. Another example, a woman takes her two-year-old daughter to her mother's and returns home to go to bed as usual on a Friday night. She awakens to the repairman knocking on the door. On Monday morning, she has lost two days. Another one. A group of moms get together every now and then to laugh and have a night off. One mother drives home, planning to stop at a friend's house, but thought it was too late at night. She detoured to a cemetery to soak in the peace and quiet around 10.15 p.m., then drives home. The next morning, her fiancé asks why she didn't get home until 1.30 a.m., she hadn't lost time as she remembered the times of her stops. She had gained time. UFOs and missing time. The most famous of all cases of missing time are the story of Betty and Barney Hill of New Hampshire. In the early 1960s, driving on a deserted road at night, they saw a strange craft hover over their car. The next thing they knew, they were miles down the road, having lost about three hours. Subsequent hypnosis found them victimized by aliens. Psychoanalysis found them perfectly normal otherwise. In 1993, just outside of Victoria, Australia, Kelly Cahill, her husband and three children, were on their way from a visiting a friend. Along with two other cars, one containing a single person and the other containing three, Cahill and her husband both encountered be beings from a ship hovering over the road. Cahill awakened to find herself in the car. Subsequent psychoanalysis did not conclude hypnotism. 
As Cahill remembered everything about the experience, down to the odd lack of color, as we know color, of the beings. In November 1980, West Yorkshire, England, police constable Alan Godfrey was on a routine patrol one night. Unbeknownst to him, a trucker further down the road, in addition to a team staking out stolen goods, witnessed an alien craft hovering over the road. Godfrey experienced missing time, during which he remembered being questioned by a man named Joseph, wearing biblical robes. He was hypnotized after the incident and was found to be normal, although understandably shaken by the experience. How the mind perceives time. The brain operates on a certain frequency. When it perceives an event, the brain waits for a repeat of the event, then judges the time between occurrences of the event. For example, the brain perceives a sound on a certain frequency. The brain catalogs this occurrence, and then the second occurrence of the sound materializes. The brain tells time by the recurrence of the frequency. Studies performed at Harvard University have found that they, when asked to stare straight ahead with a ticking clock nearby, will take half a second to move on to the clock when asked to look at the clock. This means the brain has documented the occurrence of an event using the eye to record in the second occurrence of the event. Everyone possesses some level of psychic ability. Society tends to ridicule what it does, understand, or fears. In the past, people were put to death for being the least bit different. But as time has progressed, so has scientific learning. Quantum physics is proving that the power of the mind is phenomenal, with paranormal studies having formulated machinery capable of capturing frequency of the departed and sometimes interpret their words. These things have come out of the realm of the unknown and have the light of a new day shed on them, so they are not called witchcraft. Unidentified flying objects caused great fear when we first became aware of them. People who saw them or were captured by them were ridiculed and considered to be science science hysterical. Now we understand that they are too operate on a different frequency, so they only that only certain persons capable of processing that information are privy to that experience. Those experiences that this capture we are learning firsthand about astral projection. This is when the body is in one location, but the spirit is in another level of existence. All right. Um, Arnie N. says, Hi, readers. I'm of stable mind and body. Last week, while traveling in my car on my homeward journey from work, a strange occurrence happened, which I documented. Every day, I travel a distance of 34 kilometers one way between home and work. 64 kilometers return trip. The date, Friday the 13th, January of 2012. That evening at approximately 7.30 p.m., I drove past two major car crashes, possibly fatal due to police and ambulances rushing to the scene to the extent of the damaged vehicles. Traffic slowed to pass and remained slow for some time. As I stopped halfway on my trip at a gas station, I noticed my trip meter was showing four kilometers traveled. Strange because I should have been, have done 16 to 17 kilometers. 
I always reset to zero before I begin my trip. When I arrive at home, my trip my trip kilometers were 17 kilometers. Half of my kilometers disappeared. There were no memory blanks during the journey or lapses in comp- concentration, just focused drive. I'd driven the car daily for three years and never had the trip meter fail. Strange indeed. Can anyone think of an explanation? Sharon put... 1968 to 1969, my mother and I were traveling from my grandmother's home to our home, uh, Bellevue, Washington, to Burial, Washington, or Burian, Washington. We both knew my grandmother's area very well, and as we have lived at her location, my mother took a left turn to go to Four Corners. It was dusk to dark. It was quiet in the car. The next thing we knew, we were driving very slowly. We were in the opposite direction, and we're at the lake park. There's no way to go the wrong way. It was now very dark, and I believe three hours had passed. I asked my mother why we were here, and we did not recognize the location. She said she did not know how we got to this location. Later years, we talked about this, and she she stated she never knew how we got there, or what happened. We knew our direction very well. One moment we were at one location, and the next we were in another location. Didn't know what happened. We were both sane and not sure what took place. I wonder if after all these years, if someone experienced the same thing in that area. All right, so I'd be interested to know what you guys think. Um, feel free to join our Facebook page at Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shiz is in parentheses. Um, let us know what you think about missing time phenomena. If it's from fairies, the fae, or UFOs, or what do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? There's even some stories about people gaining time. So, I don't know. Don't know what to think about it. (laughs) All right. So, thank you for being here for this episode. Again, join our Facebook page at Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shizzes in parentheses. Um, Feel free to send me any of your listener-submitted stories. We always love to get those here. Um, Love to get enough to make a full, like thing on them like a whole season out of them would be great (laughs) um but yeah thank you for those who have submitted already and keep on sending them in uh stay spooky my friends